everybody, and welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Jordan D. White. Thank you for listening to the show. I know last episode I was a little down, and to be honest with you, I'm still a little down um, because uh, you know the holiday season was a little hard, and uh, my cat has been kidnapped and used in weird porn videos. Um, I'm hoping I'll get him back sometime soon, but I so far I haven't. So um, it's been a real hard season. But there is one thing that has been making my life a little bit better recently than it, than it was before, which is that I got, for Christmas, a bass guitar, as you can tell from that gorgeous sound. Here, here's an E chord. Yeah, I, I'm clearly very good at it right now. There we go. I got a bass guitar. I'm still messing around with it. I don't know how to play properly, but... It's a lot of fun. So, um, that's what's new with me. Um, with me are my two uh, co-hosts that I have on the show uh, since Escape has been kidnapped. We only have three of us again, but uh, I figured I would um, introduce them. Uh Okay, are you going to actually introduce us or are you going to get distracted by your guitar? Well, I, I, well, I did get distracted by my guitar, so... Um, but yeah, let me... You're right. Let me actually introduce you. Hello! Uh, my name is Jordan D. White. You already did that part. You're on introducing us. I'm, yes, I know. Um, okay. Um, right here, this guy here, the one that is uh, yelling at me, is named Mr. Frank Allen. Thank you, Jordan. God. Um, first of all... Thank you for having me on the show, for reals, this time, unlike last time where you totally went against the spirit of the law, if not the letter of the law. I very carefully did not go against the letter of the law, thank you. Right, of course, not against the letter, but against the spirit. You're supposed to have me on every episode of your podcast, you called me up and said, hi, how's it going, Frank, and I, you can hear me going like, hello, and that's about it, and that's all I was on. Well, yeah, but, you know, that counts, so I figure, you know, that counts so yeah again it counts to the letter of the law but not the spirit of the law which is that i'm actually supposed to be on the show well the law can't dictate my spirit so that's fine that you're pissed off at me and you know i'm pissed off at you oh you're pissed off at me yes i'm very pissed off at you but i'm but i'm gonna get to that because we have another host to introduce before we do that just frank do you have anything new with the new year no i'm still doing my show it's still amazing and i still rule and you are a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I know that my other co-host does have something new that he would like to share with us. What, how do I... Wait, was it, wait, I got that wrong. Let me try again. Share with us. Was it my intro riff? What was that? Yeah, I just was... I was kind of doing a little... Okay, well, thank you. I don't think he's going to introduce you. No, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Dorn will. He's just, you know, he's getting caught up. I don't think he's gonna. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, then my other co-host. I should, I should just put it down. Let me, let me take it off. Hold on. Okay. All right. I'm putting it down. I love you, guitar, bass guitar. Okay. Um. Okay. Where was you I? You were going to introduce me. That's where we were paused. They don't know my name yet if they're not regular listeners. They're probably regular listeners. Okay. Um, those of you who are not regular listeners, here is my third co-host, my second co-host, my third host. Doesn't matter. Here's Mr. Rory Sinjin. Hello. Thank you for finally introducing me, Jordan. It's very nice of you. I know. I know. I, I could have been... Could have been just playing my my bass. Okay. Um, thank you no, for that. I was, you, we, we, we were going to say that I have something new in my life. Remember? Oh, right. Yes. Um, I, I forgot. Uh, Rory. You have made a, a very large lifestyle change to your life. Is that not correct? Yes, I have. Uh, with the new year, I have decided to completely become a vegetarian. Wow, Rory. Wow, that's a really, really big move. It is. I hadn't been a vegetarian at all before. You know, I was a regular meat eater. But as of January 1st, since January 1st, I have not eaten any meat at all. N nor fish. I know some people consider fish not a meat. You know, they, they do this. I don't eat mammals. I have not eaten any kind of mammal, fish, fowl, not new. New creature, nothing with a face, I think is, is the term. <laughs> the term is face. Yes, well, no, I'm just saying, that's how that's how we tend to define it. Technically, I, I, I suppose that means I could eat a clam, you know, or a, uh, a mussel, you know, but, uh, but I don't eat any, but I wouldn't eat a lobster 
or a, sh- a shrimp even, because they do have an, an ugly face, you know, a really hideous bug-like face, but they do have faces and I don't eat them anymore. That's a real, I mean, like I said, that is a really big change and it's something I've thought about a lot. What? You've thought about becoming a vegetarian? Yeah, no, I have. I have. Um, I know that sounds strange. That sounds ridiculous. You don't eat vegetables. Uh, right. And that's, the, I mean, that's why it would be difficult for me. So then why would you consider becoming, a, why would you think about being a vegetarian if you don't eat vegetables at all? I don't say, I mean, don't say I don't eat them at all. I eat them at all. I eat, you know, I eat, I eat corn and I eat. Corn's a grain. Yeah. Uh, grain is te- technically a, a vegetable because all vegetation is a vegetable. Okay. That's really technical. Well, yeah, it is, but it is technically true then that I eat corn. I eat even potatoes. Potatoes are from vegetation. So they are a vegetable. No one considers potato a vegetable. No, not, not typically. I know, but I, but but I am, but I am considering it one because, okay, look, I eat corn, I eat potatoes, I eat olives. Once in a while, I'll eat carrots. I don't do it that much. I eat, I eat broccoli. I convinced myself that I like broccoli, even though I used to hate it. I, but I, I just wanted to like it. And I said, I'm going to like this. 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 I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. And eventually, you know what? I do like it. So now I can eat broccoli. Well, that's, that's very good for you. Um, but I, I'm now a vegetarian. I don't eat any meat at all. Well, that's, I mean, like I said, that's a great move. And what, now what inspired it? I, I know, I know what has made me think about becoming a vegetarian, but, uh, what, what has made you think of one? Well, you know, I just, I feel that it's wrong. You know, it really is wrong to eat meat because we've gotten to a point in our evolution, you know, where for animals themselves, you know, they eat other animals because they don't have the capacity to, to affect the world around them and to make a change in their lives. They can't say, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I can find, I can use my intellect to find other means of finding nutrition, which we as human beings can do. So I just feel that since we do have a choice that we can say, would I like to enslave and and murder another creature? Or would I like to, you know, not do that and, and get my nutrition elsewhere? Since that choice is available to us, it becomes immoral to, to make the wrong choice. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, sure. I, I mean, the thing is, okay. I, I do, I feel bad that animals suffer for us. That's why I think about becoming a vegetarian. I feel, I feel terrible that if I am eating something and I'm enjoying it, and I don't usually think about the animal that died, but I'll, I'll just be eating something and enjoying it, and there's something that really suffered because we have this terrible industry. Yes, yes, the industry, yes. Right, right. The, 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 the meat industry, I'm sure, is just so awful for the animals. And even if it weren't, I mean, even humanely killing something is still killing something. Yes, it's totally true. So, I mean, I, that's why I think about it. But that being said, Rory, um, the whole thing about, us be, uh, being an immoral choice. I mean, what I'll have to say is that don't you think we have to we have to be kind of humanocentric? What do you mean? Like, don't you think that to some degree we have to we have to you know privilege ourselves over all other creatures? Well, that no, that's that's arrogant. What do you mean? No, that's an arrogant thing to say. You know, why are we any better than them? I, I don't see why they should suffer just for our benefit. Our our benefit is not any better than their benefit. We should suffer for their benefit then, you know? Suffer by not eating them and doing a little more work, and they can benefit by living. Well, okay, when you say it that way, it's, it almost sounds reasonable. No, not almost. Completely. I would not say so. I, I, I would gladly kill every animal in the world to stay alive. Well, that's, that's foolish, because you would die anyway. Also, you're talking about scape now. Scape is a part of every animal in the world. Yeah. Okay, but escape's only a cat, and I am a human being, and I am me even more importantly. So I would glad, I mean, I don't know that I would kill every animal on earth to save you. Thanks a lot. I mean, I would kill some of them. Okay, I would have to weigh it. You know, every animal on earth to save myself, yeah, I'll do it. Because I want to stay alive. And kill every animal on earth. I don't want to do that, but I will if I have to. Yes, and see, that is exactly the kind of arrogant, you know, pig-headedness that is human. I shouldn't say pig-headedness, that's, that's rude to pigs. Pigs don't do that. The human-headedness that is so self-centered and saying, everything else can die, my species is more important. That's that's terrible. For, for my part, I don't want any animals to die for my benefit anymore. Like, you know, that it's just something I can't have on my conscience anymore. Uh, Rory, you're wearing... You're wearing leather shoes. I, yes, I knew. I knew. And my belt as well is leather. But that's because, again, they already died, you know. Oh, so and somebody else mean, kills no, them. No, 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 no. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't mean, you know, somebody else kills them and then I'll buy... No, I'm saying I already owned these before I became a vegetarian. So, you know, the animal already died and I already paid for it. So I might as well wear them out. But my next pair of shoes, the, I mean, once these are worn out, my next pair will not be made out of animals. But these ones, I mean, again, I've already been wearing them. There's no point in stopping now. You know? <laughs> very good. Very good. That's, I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. 
I'm sure no real vegetarian like that has been doing it for a while would accept that as it's not true. That's that's absolutely not true because you know I've I I do know other vegetarians. So the point is, no, look, I've discussed this, and you know they said that it's fine. uh, But but again, when when they wear out, right? I I assume yes. Once they're once they're worn out, of course. But I I just I'm I don't I'm surprised that any other vegetarian would agree with no because of course they would. Because you're not looking at it the right way. It's not necessarily a black or white thing. You know, this is what June told me. She said, a little bit at a time. Even if I didn't become fully vegetarian. Wait, who did you say? Who? No, the point is, even if I didn't become fully vegetarian, even if I only became vegetarian on certain days of the week, you know, it helps. And then the more you do it, the better. And so I've already gone completely vegetarian. But I just, I mean, nobody's dying for these boots. Right, 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 right. I got it. I got it. Nobody's dying. You already played for them. The thing already died. So you might as well, you know, I'm sure you're honoring the animal by c- continuing to wear it. No, that's, I didn't say well, that. Doesn't matter. But who did you just say? You said someone said. Yeah, I heard that. What? Who did you say? What difference does that make? It does. I mean, it doesn't. I just wanted to know who you were talking about. You. I, it's no big deal. You just. You said a person. Yeah. Just tell us. Just, look, it's no big deal. Just tell us. Well. Oh, all right. I mean, I said. I said June. 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 Yes, that's who. Yes, June. Interesting. Where do I know? Oh, I know. You mean June T. Loveburger, the the person who awarded a grant to you for your your part on the show. Well, no, she awarded it. So to, it is her. Yes, but she awarded it to you. She awarded it to Jordan, not to me. She she awarded it to Jordan, saying he could only spend it on you. Well, yes, I don't. Yes, so what does that have to do with anything? So she's the reason that you've become a vegetarian. I mean, is that part of the grant? You you can't spend it on meat because I I'll tell you I still eat meat and i'm happy to do so because it is the only kind of food i really like no it's not it's not a condition of the grant she just you know she she talks to me and she says things to me and we you know we we've conversed because of the grant well i mean yes right because i am a recipient of a grant and she's interested in extra history so we've you know we've exchanged emails and we've talked and things like that and that's it that's the full extent of your your relationship with her what? Why? Why am I being investigated? I don't understand what this. What the problem is? I'm allowed to talk to the person who awarded a grant to the show. It's, it, that is allowed. In fact, it, it makes perfect sense to do so because again, she did give it to me to the show as a result of my work. So she wants to talk to me and make sure that things are blah, 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 all these things, and she checks up on it and she makes sure that we talk about it on the show and all these things. So it's completely sensible that I would be talking to her. On a regular basis, on a strictly professional basis. Well, I didn't. What is it? Why are you? Why are you suspicious of me? Well, I wasn't suspicious of you until you, this conversation started. Then we should drop it. No one needs to be suspicious of me. There's no suspicion necessary. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, I think I'm putting uh, two and two together, and I'm coming up with four, Frank. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's, there's no four. There's no four. There's no four. For you to put together to two and two to happen, it doesn't, it's not, there's no reason. Before he won the grant. You won the grant. I didn't win the grant. You won it. So. Right. Before I won the grant. That I never applied for. Well. Before that happened, Rory was doing some video dating. Do you remember that? I do, actually. Now that you mention it, well, I do remember that. And what does that have to do with anything? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. Now, can I ask Rory, here's a point blank question that you could answer yes or no. I don't agree to that. Oh, come on. That makes you sound guilty of something. Well, I, 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 why is, I don't see why that is. So. Here's a point blank question you can answer yes or no. When you were video dating, did you happen to meet through the video dating uh, facilities or sites or whatever you wanted to call it, Miss uh, June T. Loveburger? I, d- I don't see why I have to answer this question yes or no, because there's a lot of things that are shades of gray. How is it a shade of gray whether you met her on the video dating site? Did you meet her on the video dating site or not? Yes or no? Well, well perhaps I did, but I, d- I don't see... How does that invalidate anything? Nobody is invalidating anything, Rory. Are you dating Miss June T. Loveburger, who awarded the podcast a grant of, what was it, a million dollars? Well, no, it was originally much less than that, but then you donated a million dollars to it. So, are you, yes, are you dating the person who awarded a million dollars to your business? Well, you know, when you say it that way, it makes it sound dishonest in some way. Ah, you know, Rory, I think it might be considered dishonest. For example, I don't know who else applied for this grant. I don't even know if this grant existed before she met you. But if anyone else did apply for it, I think they would call it somewhat dishonest and unfair, wouldn't you say? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know any of those people. So, as far as I'm aware, I, for all I know, I'm the only person who applied on your behalf. You know, and again, she didn't give it to me, so she gave it to someone she doesn't even know, rather who doesn't even know her, because you told her to, correct? I didn't know. I didn't tell her. She does what she wants. She's a very independent individual woman, and I could not, I could never tell her what to do. You know, if anything, she tells me what to do. Hence, you becoming a vegetarian. Well, yeah, no, 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 I'm doing that because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And let me guess, I'm guessing she has a lot of money. Is that correct? Again, do you think I call her bank on a regular basis to see whether or not 
she's rich. You know, that's not something we're in a relationship that is based on the internet. No, not anymore. Now that I can come here uh, due to the grant, I can come and see her and I can visit her. So, so you're using the grant money to come here and, and, and meet with your girlfriend. No, again, no, that is not correct. I use the grant money to come here and record the show from England where I live because I live in England and I fly here to record the show. But there's no, there's no extra expense for me to stay a few days. You know, there's no extra expense for me to, ex to have a ticket here today, you know, as I did. I got here this morning and to not fly back to England for three days. There's no extra expense that, that the tickets are not any more expensive. They're, in fact, they're a little cheaper. So because I'm, I'm here for a longer period of time, that's how it works. When I, and I stay at her, at her place, you know, so it doesn't cost any money for that. And she pays for the food that we eat. So the, I, the only expense is the flying here. I, I, the only expense I put on the grant is the flying here and, you know, the food during the period that I'm here for exclusively the podcast. But as soon as I start being here for her, she pays. So the point is, no, the point is, no, I don't, there's nothing improprietary going on. Everything is above board, above board. Then why are we just hearing about it now? I mean, again, everything you're saying seems to indicate everything is totally fine. You're not doing anything illegal or, or, or immoral or disreputable. I'm not. That's I'm correct. So, right. So then why is it that this has been a big secret? Why is it that we're just learning this because we're badgering the, the information out of you? That is a really good question. Thank you. I, I, because I knew how it would look. And, you know, when, when you're going along and you're having a girlfriend and you're communicating over the internet and she's telling you, you know, oh, I love what you do. I love everything that you do. And, and I wish you could be here in America, but I, I just feel like it would be wrong for me to just, you know, fly you here. But, but I wish there was something I could do. And then it comes out that she runs a, a charitable trust and, you know, that, that there's a possibility that she could, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Should they say no? Tell everyone ahead of time? Yeah, I think that is what, that's, that's what we call full disclosure. Well, all right, full disclosure. You know, she's my girlfriend. So we've been dating for a few months now. Full disclosure after the fact doesn't seem all that honest. It seems like you're getting caught. Well, I'm not caught because there's no, there's no catch. I'm, there's no catch to this. All of these things are true. She's my girlfriend. She awarded the grant to the podcast, the money from the grant and da da da, da all these things. She's the, the executor of the trust. The, everything is above board. Everything is completely above board on my end, and I'm sure on her end as well. So I don't know why you're trying to cause trouble. So, yes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So she lives in New York City. You're saying you fly out here for the podcast, and she lives here. Yes, yes, that's what I said. Yes. So we can have her on the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think that would, I don't think that she would want to do that at all. No. You don't think your girlfriend would want to be on the podcast that you appear on? I, of course she would. Her name is on the podcast all the time because we talk about her because she gave this money. I'm sure she'll be thrilled to be on the podcast. No, no. Not, I mean, what do you mean? In what capacity? You know? Oh, I could do a Frank Allen interview with her. No, that would, I, no, absolutely not. I think that would be a disaster. What, why? I'm a good interviewer. Because you would try to investigate. You'd do some sort of, say she was a murderer or, or bust her for some, you know, made up crime no i only bust people for real crime tell that to the troll i well i didn't i i busted i mean really i busted her on the crime too i just unbusted her afterwards and then she got rebusted look that's how powerful it doesn't look don't worry about it. the point is rory we'd be we'd be thrilled to have you let, do you have her number in fact wait i've got her number because it's here on the trust i've got contact information no no Jordan, no 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 dude, i don't know why you'd want to Try to have her on the podcast. I don't know why you don't want us to have your girlfriend. This this sounds like this is going to be fun. We can have her on. Maybe she could co-host with us. Maybe maybe we'll have her on for a segment. I'll talk to her. I'll see what she what she wants. To uh, do. Well, she's going to. I'm sure she'll say, "I'd rather not be on." So why? Who would say that? It's just a podcast. It's going to be fun, Rory. Just relax. I'm not relaxed because I'm not. I I am. I'm not. I don't think that sounds very relaxing. So okay, all right. <sighs> you know what, uh, guys? Let's get to everything. Let's get to everything. Um, we've got two more shows for you guys today. We've got a um, a new episode of not no not no we don't have a new episode of Slam Jackson. Ew, that's unusual. I know, I know, it is. Uh, we have a new episode of Chop Henderson, and we do also have a a new episode of an all new show called Hell World Jackson, which is uh, both of those are spinoffs of Slam Jackson, but we don't have any actual Slam Jackson today, so that's unusual. Also, we've got some This Day in History, and uh, where are they now in history? Celebrity, where are they now in history? Right, right. Celebrity, where are they now in histories? From Rory. Uh, so we'll listen to those in the middle. But uh, otherwise, let's just, you know what? Let's just get right into them. We'll get into the serials and then we'll come back afterwards and we will have a blast uh, talking about other things. Um, so while we listen, you guys won't mind if I 
just get my guitar back. Oh, God, Jordan, seriously? While we're listening to the shows? I don't see what the problem is with that. I, I, it's just, I'm a... Uh, yeah, yeah. While we're listening to the shows, I can play the guitar. Play, 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 play the bass guitar. Don't you know? I like the bass guitar. I am playing the bass guitar. Is it supposed to rattle like that when you're playing? It? No, it's not. No, I'm okay. I'm just I'm new. Okay, I'm, that's why I have to practice because I am not good at it yet. Like <laughs> that's for sure, Frank. This is it's it's harder than it looks. Well, good because it looks really easy. I mean, to sound bad anyway. I, I don't. I, I'm well, okay. That's why I have to practice. So here we go. Um, slam. Jo- no. Uh, chop. Henderson. Chop Henderson, Adventurator. Episode 5 Bribe of the Monster by Pete Bowers and Charles Berman. He's had more adventures than someone who's lived a very boring life. He climbed to the top of the Matterhorn, even though it didn't matter, and he didn't have a horn. He is the winner of seven marathons, two decathlons, and one potato sack race. Richer in wealth than the Sultan of Brunei, and richer in soul than Mephistopheles. He is the man that parents the world over are telling their children to avoid when they tell them to avoid Chop Henderson. Having prepared a trap for Slam Jackson, Chop Henderson prepares for Slam Jackson to enter his trap. All is ready, sir. I know that, Bogworth. I made it that way. Now be quiet, lest you reveal our presence. Being silent, sir. I don't think it matters how loud we are while we're next to that shirt shop. While it's true I enjoy drawing attention to my brave and noble deeds with ostentatious displays of color and design, this shirt is only loud in a figurative sense, any Italico reporter. Your concern is touching, but your simple mind fails to understand that it makes no actual noise. Thanks, Chop. Now I understand perfectly. Ah, if only you were capable, Annie Italico reporter. But you need only record my exploits, not comprehend them. But look, my despised challenger is approaching our stealthy trap. And as that knowledgeable nabob of niceness makes his egress from the shoe store, still shod in a revolting pair of abominations that blemish each foot. God, enough about the shoes already. I can't talk about your shoes or you being gay, and I thought gay people were supposed to have nice shoes! I'm sorry I ever told you, okay? Can't you bother me about something else? And as the man who never quite manages to turn the shower faucet off all the way- Not that. And as the man who can't digest pears very well without getting gas- Okay, not that either. And as the detective who wastes electricity by always forgetting to turn the lights off at his office... All uh, right, you're really not getting this, are you? ...steps distractedly into a poorly constructed knotted rope trap in the middle of the sidewalk. Okay, why didn't you mention that earlier? Sorry! Up comes Slam Jackson's greatest nemesis! Uh, who are you? I am... Hey, aren't you the one that follows him around narrating? You know who everybody is. Uh, sorry, I can't place you. Okay, well, next. I am Chop Henderson! Right, who's Chop Henderson? Chop Henderson is the man who poisoned Walter Magoo before he could rob that department store. Chop Henderson is the man who mutilated the Villatown Strangler before he could begin his spree of strangling. Chop Henderson is the man who chopped apart the Brookside Butcher before he could start to, uh, butch. Chop Henderson is me, and Chop Henderson is the man who just trapped you in the death trap. That will be your death. So, you stopped a bunch of people before they actually did anything. Yes! Uh, much more time efficiently than you, Slam Jackson. And now I'm here to make you pay! 
<sighs> okay. How much do you want? Oh, uh, I don't need money. I'm fabulously wealthy. I'm just trying to kill you and I want you to pay with your life. With this thing? This couldn't snap the neck of a Girl Scout. <laughs> you know, funny story there. I knew it, Bogworth. Apologies, madame. Okay, so what do we do now? We carry on with my carefully developed plan, of course. Bogworth, what was next? I can't be bothered to remember trivialities like the steps. Hide the body, sir. But he's still alive! I can see that, sir. Hmm. Wow. Really well developed. Bogworth, this calls for a change of plan. Fetch me something to bash him over the head with. Right away, master. And as Bogworth heads back to Chop's car tip, hey! Ralph! Is that you? Yes, it is. Long time no see. Are you really following this guy around? Yes, I am. Work is tough to find. Not many people will hire me after the stroke. You had a stroke? I never knew. Why do you think I talk this way? Oh, I thought it was a creative choice. I came to my voice naturally. Was making me listen to this your evil plan? Well, it's kind of hard to do worse. Mr. Jackson, I just want to say I apologize. I didn't have anything to do with this. I hope we're still on for that interview. That is, if you wouldn't mind little old me hanging around your office for a while. Not at all. Call me when this is all done and we'll make an appointment. Oh, you can be sure I will. Am am, am I I here by myself? Uh, Hello, anybody notice plans happening? Baseball bat, sir. Finally, jeez. Thanks, Bogworth. This should do nicely. Just so you know, folding chairs don't work too well. Whose side are you on? Ow! Excuse me. Oh, hello, officer. Just doing my civic duty. Can I ask what your civic duty is exactly? Why, hitting this man repeatedly with a baseball bat. This man... This man is Slam Jackson. Hi, nice to meet you. It's an honor. Gwen Silvers. Great. Would you mind getting me out of this? Sure, just... Wait, I get it. You need to attack Slam Jackson so he can defeat you later, right? Defeat me? Defeat me? I don't know what the meaning of the word defeat me! That's two words, chap. Numbers matter little when my honor is at stake. How dare you suggest Chop Henderson is defeatable? Who? I don't know. Everybody gets defeated by Slam Jackson. Intolerable! Everybody not already eliminated by Chap Henderson, you mean? Or who is Chap Henderson? Who is me? Bogworth! Murder weapon, master? Exactly! Get me my chainsaw! Waiting with it, master. Officer, do you have your sidearm on you? No, I just got off work. Um, uh, she's got a nice stick! Chop, that is a terrible habit. Quiet, any I tell a girl reporter. I've just protected you from an armed assailant. Now back to hitting Slam Jackson with a baseball bat. Great. Completely unconscious. Just according to plan. Now, only to bring him to the car so that we can exact our revenge at the Henderson Palace. This is a job for... Margaret, drag him to the car. Dragging, sir. Are you just going to leave that dead policeman there? Oh, simple anti-terrico reporter. Clearly you do not understand that there is only a limited amount of space in my trunk. Hey guys, uh, can I get a ride? You can ride with me. Answer some of my questions about Slam. Like, is he single? Oh, yes! I'll explain more later! And so off into the sunset rides the completely unknown adventurator, Chop Henderson. Just to the right of his completely unknown butler, Bogworth. Behind them rides Annie Italic, girl reporter. 
with the obnoxious man who recognized me, Ralph, who remains behind, hoping it's not too difficult to hail a cab while standing next to the body of a dead police officer. Return to us next time for the further exploitations of Chop Henderson, Adventurator. In that episode of Chop Henderson, Adventurator, Ralph was Charles Berman, Chop Henderson was Pete Bowers, Bogworth was Bale of Quimby, Annie Italic was Angela Swartz, Clem Jackson was Jack Coonrat, narrator was Mickey Weishner, and Officer Silvers was Julia Kelly. Welcome to this day in history. My name is Rory Sinjin and this is WHRW Binghamton. Did you know that on January 2nd, 1979, the trial opens for ex-Sex Pistol Sid Vicious, accused of murdering his girlfriend, Nancy Spungen. Let's listen. Sid Vicious, I accuse you of murdering your girlfriend in your burning house. No! Then why did she run into the house and die? You had to have done it! Not really Sid Vicious, I'm just a big fan that jumped up and shouted no. Let's go to the videotape. Meanwhile, in the past... Ah, fire! Run for it, honey! No, no! (laughs) My dogs are in there! I have to go get my dogs! The fire department will take care of it for you! Run! Save what really matters! The drugs! They don't know I have dogs in there! I have to go get them! Quick, Billy, let's go put out that fire! All right, let's do it! I love Sid Vicious! Yes! All right, do you see any windows with the dog thing on it? No! All right, hose it down! That's right, hose! And Sid Vicious was, of course, uh, cleared of all charges when the videotape did positively show that Nancy was killed, going in trying to save her dogs because she knew the fire department wouldn't save them because they didn't have a sticker in the window. Make sure you have the sticker in your window that says you have pets so that the fire department can save them, etc., etc. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Now, but hang on, that's not exactly the way I see it. My name is Rick Santorum, former senator from the great state of Pennsylvania, and this is Celebrity Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And look, Mr. Vicious might not have gone to jail, but I think we can all agree that he is at least partially responsible for the death of his girlfriend. Because the fact is, no man should allow his girlfriend to have two dogs if he's not going to marry her. If he marries her, then he's keeping the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. But if he doesn't marry that woman, she might end up getting closer to the two dogs than she does to the man, and she might end up marrying the dogs. And the Constitution doesn't allow for that. We allow a woman to marry dogs, who knows where it's going to stop. They might end up marrying other women. In addition, I don't think we should allow dogs to marry dogs either. Dogs should only be able to marry cats. That's the way it works. There's one dog and one cat in each marriage, and I think we should make that in the Constitution. So the fact that she had two dogs in her house, that's a little dangerous. I'll be honest with you. But what was even more dangerous was the fact that she didn't have a sticker on her window saying, there are dogs in this house, please get them out in case of a fire. Please put a sticker in your window saying that you have animals so that the fire department can save them in the event of a fire. My name's Rick Santorum. I'm running for president in 2012, so please keep me in mind when you go to the polls. This is Celebrity where are they now in history on Cass and Wax. Hello and welcome to WHRW's This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin. Did you know that on January 9th, 1776, writer Thomas Paine publishes his pamphlet, Common Sense, setting forth his arguments in favor of American independence? Reason number 798, why y'all should be independent from Britain. I've often noticed that when Britain brings its kids over for you to babysit, you're really irresponsible with them, doing things like leaving all of your knives, standing there inside the playpen, and not covering up your electrical sockets. Uh, sir? Yes? We have some more babies from Britain. Oh, just put them over there, inside the knife machine. Okay. Here you go, little one. I'm glad our sockets are protected. He wrote it in the pamphlet, so it has to be true. Hey, Tommy! Tommy! Yeah? What's up? Hey, where's the tea? Oh, it's right on the other side. It's right. Oh my goodness! That socket wasn't protected at all! Thomas Paine! If only Thomas Paine had had the common sense to cover his sockets when he had a child around, this horrible, funny thing would not have happened. This is This Day in History on WHRW, Binghamton. My, that was a few score ago. My name's Abraham Lincoln, and this is Celebrity Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. And you're probably wondering how something so embarrassing could happen to Tommy Pete's because he told his servants, why don't you cover up the electrical sockets? We got some babies coming over. But unfortunately, Tommy was not using free labor. Tommy was using slaves. And, you know, they didn't particularly care about their job, and they unfortunately forgot about the plug thing, and they got whipped when he realized that they'd forgotten, and that's terrible, because that's not how you get the best quality work out of someone. If 
he was using free labor, he would turn to his personal assistant and he would say, I got a baby coming over, can you please make sure that the sockets are covered? Personal assistant thinks to themselves, I'm not doing this job because I am forced to because I'm a slave. I'm doing this job because I want to get ahead. So he goes and he covers up those sockets. Later, Tommy Payne goes, thank God those sockets were covered, the baby would have died. Who was it that plugged those up again? Oh yeah, you. I'm going to give you promotion. So make sure you shift all of your labor to free labor. It's the right thing to do. Also, plug up those sockets when you got a baby coming around. That's just common sense. My name's Abraham Lincoln, and I'm running for president in 1860. Please remember me when you go to the polls. This is Celebrity, Where Are They Now in History? I'm Cast and Wax. Hell World Jackson! Death Hound of the Underworld! By Jordan D. White. Episode 1, The Ostentatious Overkill. Our story begins in the offices of Hellworld Jackson, private investigator and famed death hound of the underworld. The day was just coming to an end for our hero slashed grim beast of destruction, when who should walk through his humble place of business but a new client? The vivacious Miss Kismet Persimony. Mr. Jackson? I know, Mr. Jackson, but your door was open, and I... I need your help so desperately. No, nothing so simple as that. My husband can't be cheating on me. He's dead. Of course I went to the police, but they... They think my little Benjamin committed... Suicide. But it can't be. I refuse to believe it. Ben was happy. I know he was. He'd just been promoted to partner at his law firm. He'd achieved his lifelong dream of coaching the local Little League team to the state championship, and we, we've just gotten word that I'm pregnant. No, no one. Everyone who knew him said that Ben was the nicest man they'd ever met when he first started in law school. Everyone said he was crazy, that no one that nice, no one who refused to even embellish or bend the truth for any reason could ever be a successful lawyer. That's exactly what they told him. But my Benji, he was never a quitter. He prided himself with having become the top lawyer at his firm without ever telling a single lie in the courtroom or out. Windsor, Churchill, Hewitt, and Gall. Why, yes, they did handle the Southern Tear Slasher case. But if my Benji said that man was innocent, I believe him. He would never have worked on a case for a guilty man. No, not once. He once had to stop representing a man. Sledge Stedman, when he even began to suspect he might have done it. But he did it in such a friendly way that Sledge couldn't hold a grudge. We visited him in prison once a month, and we were helping him look into job placement for when he gets out next month. Mr. Jackson, what are you implying? Absolutely not. Ben would never dream of being unfaithful. He once came home sobbing, confessing that he tripped, going into an elevator and grabbed another woman's arm for support. I know. And I told him that he was the most wonderful husband a woman could ever have wanted. And now he's... he's... He was found in his office. He'd taken a lethal overdose of heroin and... and hung himself and then slit both wrists. There's more! He also set up a time-release safe to let a hundred flesh-eating beetles loose on his corpse 15 minutes after death. And he did the whole thing live on a web stream over the internet. No! I'm telling you, there is no way my Benji would do that. He would never leave me and our future son or daughter behind like that. A thousand witnesses be damned. My husband loved me and would never abandon his family. Well, there is one thing. But no, I'm sure it's nothing to do with... Well, Benjamin had some... 
peculiar tastes. He liked to, well, he liked to watch me when I was, you know. Exactly. And always in purple. But please, don't make me speak of it again. The shame is just too overwhelming. That's very kind of you to say, Mr. Jackson. But I'm still a married woman. Those are very reasonable rates. You'll call when you learn anything? Then I look forward to hearing from you, Mr. Jackson. For more reasons than one. And with that, the femme oh so fatale flitted her way forth, leaving our bloodthirsty devil beast to the burden of discovering the truth behind the mysterious death of Benjamin Persimony. But let not our soul-devouring hero think that his case might be of the opened and shut variety. Nay, for it was at this moment of quiet contemplation and hell-beastish slobbering that the silence was broken by a phone call of the cellular variety. honestly think he's man enough to take this case on? Did Benjamin Persimony really commit suicide? Was he really as honest as it seemed? And is Kismet really attracted to our inhuman leading man? These questions and more will keep you quivering in desperate apprehension until the next episode of Hell World Jackson! Death Hound of the Underworld! In that episode of Hellwell Jackson, the narrator was Mickey Weishner, Kismet Persimony was Angela Schwartz, and the telephone voice was Greg D'Angelo. Thank you very much, Rory. Um, that was very nice of you to do that. So, as uh, you can hear, if you are listening right now, uh, Jordan has lost himself in playing his bass guitar. Yes, which I, I think is probably for the best. For the, how is it for the, he's supposed to be hosting the show. It's very unprofessional of him, at the very least. Yes, but, you know, he's going through a lot. He, he's lost his, his cat, you know, his cat's been kidnapped. I, I, you know, I think the bass guitar is the only thing that's keeping him from being depressed all the time. No, well, apparently we're lucky it's not Jesus. Well, yeah, I mean, Jordan's lucky it's not Jesus. I think he never would have forgiven himself if that was the case. Yeah, probably right. But, I know, but I, I think he needs something to distract himself. So I, really don't, I really don't think we should disturb him. I think we should just continue with the show. Um, you know, without him. Yeah, no, uh, you're probably right. I think, it, I, I mean, again, I, I I, can take over. So Yeah, I mean, we, we, we can co-take over. I, I think that's fair. Well, I, one of us has experience running a show. We both have, we both have run the show before. Well, I mean, a professional show that makes money. Well, you I mean, fine. And, and like I said, for me, it's probably for the best that he's not paying attention. Why is that? Well, like he said, I mean, he said earlier that he was mad at me. And I think because we ended up talking about your vegetarian thing, we, he ended up getting distracted away from it. And we didn't talk about it. So I'm probably, I think I'm glad because if we had gotten into it, he probably would have been really, really angry at me. Well, so why is he mad at you? Unreasonably so. Oh, God, what did you do, Frank? Well, no, it's not my fault. Look, it's not my fault. As you heard, last episode... He didn't have me on the show properly. He called me up on his cell phone on speakerphone and just said, you know, hey, Frank. And I'm like, hey, and that was it. That was the extent to which I was on the show. Yes. And so what happened? Well, so as you know, I legally also have to have him on my show. So did you, what, did you do the same thing? You just walked him on stage and then... No, no, no. I would never be so, so petty as to do that. I, I did something totally different. What? Well, um... I, well, actually, why don't I just, um... I can show you on, uh... On YouTube. Uh, here we go. There's a clip of it up from my show last week. I mean, not that we let them legally put up clips of our show, but, um, uh, you know, they do. They do sometimes do that, so. 
There we go, singing psychic. I'm so, I'm sorry. What? No, no. Uh, here, listen. It's not it's not too long of a clip. Here we go. And now, for your oral pleasure, I bring you Jordan D. White, the singing psychic. from the audience a little volunteer from the audience will someone help me with this bit you sir you look like a very good candidate can you come on over here right there have a seat and tell me your name my name's Steve Steve that's a very good name My boss's name is Mike. I thought as much, I thought as much, and Mike is your boss. But I'm sensing a little bit more from him. Like maybe there are other emotions that you associate with him. Besides that of a Yeah, I mean, we, uh, I guess we're, we're, I would call him sort of a friend. Sort of a friend. That must have been what I was sensing. Look, I was mad at him, and I think justly mad at him. I, I think I have a right to be mad because he, what he did to me was demeaning and insulting. As opposed to what you did to him. No, no, not as opposed. I think in in, in equal balance with what I did to him. Well, I don't, I don't agree. I think what you did is worse. How is it worse? Well, because you know how he feels about psychics. Well, yeah, I do. And I'm kind of surprised he didn't hear the clip and come over here and be like, What are you doing? Why are you playing that? You know, stuff like that. Well, he's absorbed in his bass guitar, thankfully. 
because I think if he had seen that clip, he would have been very outraged that, well, I mean, he already knew you did it, but that he, that you are letting people see it on the internet as well. Oh, letting is a strong word. I, I mean, we, I think we're going to probably send a cease and desist to these people. So you probably won't be able to find it. I mean, by the time the podcast goes up, I bet you it's not even on YouTube anymore. No, still, regardless, I, I th- I'm sure he's not very happy about the whole situation. He's not. Um, but that's the way it is, so, you know, sometimes you gotta deal with things. Well, speaking, speaking of which, um, we do have to deal with some things, which is some letters that we've got. Um, if you want to write into us, Jordan's not here to tell us about it, but if you want to write into us, it's castinwax at gmail.com, castinwax at gmail.com. But we got some letters, right? Yes, no, we do have a couple here. Uh, let's see. Uh, first of all, right, here's one from a regular, uh, writer, um, Dear Jordan, I just wanted to let you know that because I'm so mad at you for not caring about my lost daughter and not helping to find her, I'm never listening to your podcast again. If you have something to say about it, I won't hear it. Also, I'm kicking every stray cat I see, Rochester Adams. Well, good, good. I'm glad the guy's not going to listen anymore because he is, frankly, com- incredibly annoying. Frank, I, I mean, are you are you completely insensitive? Why? What's the problem? Last last episode, well, two episodes ago, last time we were here, I should say, we, we heard that his daughter was murdered and we, we heard it live on the podcast and apparently he didn't hear it because they're not listening to the podcast anymore Rochester Adams I mean you're not going to hear me say it but your daughter's dead and I I thought the police were listening to the podcast because they you know were were staking out Jordan or or this and that the other thing and now you know here we are saying that they're not going to listen do they not know that she's dead I mean should we call the police Frank should we actually phone the police and say we'd like to report a murder listen to this podcast well I don't think the podcast part for sure I know I'm sure listen I'm sure the police know when there's a murder Okay, I'm, I'm sure the police know about when there's a murder. So if if she's dead, I'm, if she was murdered, and we know about it, they must know about it because we're not crime fighters. Yes, but we heard it on the podcast, and if they aren't listening to the podcast anymore, why wouldn't they be listening? They were staking out Jordan. You just said so. Oh, yes, I knew, but I don't know. They didn't seem to be listening. Well, they must be. I mean, whatever. For Rochester Adams, good riddance. I'm glad he's going to stop listening to the podcast. I'm I'm I'm, glad, I'm I'm happy that means we probably will never get another letter from him ever. So I'm happy about that. Frank, really? It's fine. Let me, uh, here's another here's another letter. Dear Mr. White, I want to let you know I am offer my services to you. I am offer my sir. Well, we'll keep going. I am named Macho Gonzalo. I am a master cat catcher and cat finder. It seems almost every day I go outside and I see a cat and nobody else knows where it is. Many times I collect reward for missing cat. Many times I find stray cat and return to pet store saying I bought and was dissatisfied. Finding cats, it is a good living. For a fee to be finally determined on completion of the task, plus also relatively basic living expenses, I can find an individual cat. I am much better than Slam Jackson. Would you like me to find Scrape for you? Well, it says Scrape. I'm assuming he means Scape. Uh, Scape, the cat who is Jordan's cat. Macho Gonzalez. Frank, that's that's exciting news. We can get Scape back. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's, I mean, it sounds like this guy's a little shady. Yes, but we need someone to get... I mean, Jordan, like I said, Jordan's in a funk. He's playing the bass guitar. We've got to get the Scape back for him. You know, I think you should absolutely hire him. What? Me? Why, why should I? I can't... Why would I hire him? Jordan should hire him if, if anybody's going to hire Jordan him. Jordan doesn't have that kind of money. Don't be ridiculous. Look, he's, he needs living expenses. Jordan can't afford... Jordan can barely afford his own living expenses. How is he going to afford that of a, a, a cat finder? Well, how am I supposed to afford it? Frank, come on. You're always talking about being rich. You can afford to hire a cat finder to find your good friend Jordan. I, I mean, I wouldn't say good friend. To find your good friend Jordan's cat, especially after you've humiliated him on television, made him be a psychic when he hates psychics. I think as a way of saying you're sorry, you should you should find the cat. Well, I mean, uh, saying I'm sorry, I, that's I mean that that is going a bit far. I mean, we have another one planned for for this week. So you're going to make him do it again? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it was a people as you saw it got hits on YouTube, but people were interested. So yeah, we're going to do it again. <laughs> then definitely you should sp- you should contact Marto Gonzalo. Frank Allen's going to hire you. Um, contact him separately. And in fact, you know what? I think the best thing would be to do send in audio letters every week. You know, just updating us on, on how you're doing on finding Scape. Because I think I think Jordan's going to be very excited to hear that Frank has hired you oh, come on. to find his cat. I, I think he's going to be very moved. And I think he's going to, you know, be thrilled that you are finding him. And uh, especially once you've found him. Hopefully by next week you'll have found him, in fact. And then you can just bring him here, you know. But if not, audio letter I think would be would be perfect. All right, all right. So is that it? Are we done with the show? Actually, wait. Um, uh, no, no, hold on. Uh, from what Jordan told me earlier, he said there was something on last week's episode I was supposed to talk to you about. What was it? Oh, yes, uh, yes, Frank. Uh, Jordan told me last week he got a letter from Davey saying that he sent you a, a dog. Is this true? Ah, uh, um, yes, uh, that is true. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Davey. Uh, that is absolutely correct. 
Uh, yes, uh, Davy sent me a, a dog, a puppy. Uh, his name is um, uh, uh, Genma. Genma? 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's uh, G-E-N-M-A. Genma. Genma? Genma. Genma? I- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So how- how's that going? Are you happy to have a dog? Oh. <sighs> well, um, I-, I gotta be honest with you. Um, when I got the the package with the dog in it, uh, I gave him to my assistant, so I don't, I don't actually have him. You gave, you gave the dog to your assistant? Yeah. My assistant has been wanting a dog and it was cute. And so I said, here you can have it. And he took it. You gave, you gave a, a dog that was given to you by your fans to your assistant? Yeah. 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 Talking dog. I'm sorry. Well, the letter, the letter says, um, his name is generous from my favorite cartoon and he talks like Scapey. He says, he's a talking dog. Really? I didn't notice him talk. But I'm just, that's what the letter that, that Jordan showed me said. So, you know, you should check with your assistant, see if he, if he talks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I should. Uh, if, I mean, if the, a talking dog would be a dog that I would be interested in having. I have a variety show, as you know, so. Right, a talking dog would be, would be, a, a, would be an act on the show. I think I could make a lot of money off a talking dog. Uh, yes, I would imagine you could, yes. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta make a phone call. Um, can I just, uh, do you mind if I... Um, no, uh, no, I think we're done, so, you know, go right ahead. All right, um, let, me, let me just, I'm sorry, I just gotta make a well, um, that's about it, I, I suppose, uh, for this episode. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, as, as we have been doing, we've, we've been ending the show with Jordan doing a quick cover of a, of a song. So let's see which one is up next. I believe the next one is a, a song called Brain Problem Situation. We're almost to the end of, of, the, of, the, of the tracks that he's recorded, unfortunately. So, uh, he, but here we are, this one is Brain Problem Situation. It's by They Might Be Giants. And, um, yeah, I, I suppose that's it. Uh, so, um, are you seriously gonna play that? We'll be seeing you. Are you seriously going to play? I paid you back. Wake up, put on my makeup, and pick the rake up, and rake my hair. And I think, maybe, but I don't know. But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands. I think, maybe, but I don't know. But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands. I think maybe, but I don't know. But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands, on my hands. I'm looking down, I can see what I've got on my hands. There's a brain problem situation. 29 inches of snow on the top of the situation on the brain and the scraper I buried somewhere in the springtime will return and I think maybe but I don't know but I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands I think maybe but I don't know but I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation In the bag, in the bag, in the paper bag There's a source of the call It was traced to the paper bag Yes, the call has been traced to the bag Stand up and put our hand up And with our eyes closed We touch our nose And the cup tells us But we don't know But we're starting to feel like we got a brain Problem situation on our hands. We think, officer, but we don't know. But we're starting to feel like we got a pain. Problem situation on our hands, on our hands, on our hands. In the drunk tank, we're in the drunk tank, we're in the drunk tank. And I think, maybe, but I don't know But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands I think, maybe, but I don't know But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands Yeah, I think, maybe, but I don't know But I'm starting to feel like I got a brain problem situation on my hands, on my hands